are now listening to the words of an urban beatnik. I am your host, Ishmu. We're going to have a great show today, so stay tuned. How are you guys? I know it's been a minute since I post. I've been very busy with a lot. Um, I've had school, I've had work, and this coronavirus thing is just having me run around everywhere just looking for things. So I guess with the coronavirus, how are you guys dealing with that? How are you guys coping with that? And are you guys practicing social distancing? Are you having anxiety? Are you scared? Are you stressed? Bored? Is it inciting your depression even further if you had it? How is the the social distance helping? But um, I guess there's enough sources out there that will update you on the coronavirus. I'm just going to say the usual. Just make sure you are practicing social distancing. Listen, I know it's hard, especially if you are very social like me. It is, uh, (laughs) but we have to do this. We have to buckle down and do this to make sure we can get these numbers down and give them time to find out how to handle this. Um, make sure you wash your hands. Um, don't touch your face. And if you are sick, besides, you know, having or thinking you have the coronavirus, stay inside anyway. And the reason why you want to do that is because your immune system can, you know, if it's compromised already, it would be more susceptible for you to catch the virus. And then it's going to it's going to take over your body even more. So you want to make sure that you are practicing quarantine if you are sick. And I believe they said that the symptom, um, the sign would be uh, a high fever. And um, if you are experiencing fever, um, contact your local doctor and they'll give you further instructions on what to do and how to proceed with that. So, with the coronavirus and everything going on, how is it affecting your relationship? I know that this is the time that, um, if you're anybody like me that work in the uh, service and industry, that you may have got laid off for a little bit. Um, With that being said, you are now going to have to spend time with your significant other when you whether you're married or 
dating or just moving in with each other or you guys could be practicing social distancing for your own reasons but I'm curious how is that going you have more time now to spend with each other is it bringing you guys closer together now that work is out the way and it's not distracting your comings and goings um we're gonna talk a little bit about relationship as a matter of fact today but i want to first talk about something that just popped up as i was looking through youtube and discussion panels um this thing called uh xenophobia right and for those who not sure what xenophobia is it's a dislike or prejudice against people from other countries and their politics um i guess the topic of it is asian versus american and i guess the reason why asians are the topic is because donald trump mentioning that the coronavirus is a chinese virus and i guess because it it was reported in China that it would be considered an Asian virus I mean true and not true but I see a lot of Asians getting up in arm about him making that statement and calling it a xenophobia statement is it question is is it if, if it was reported in a certain area would it be considered xenophobia if it was mentioned and see there have been other situations of xenophobia being practiced but no one mentions what happens if people come from different countries and they come here not really liking you or disliking you. Um, you know, with, with people coming from different countries, you have culture exchange, you have um, promoting and creating cultures and understanding it. So we do culture exchange, but do we do it from a place where we have the same understanding as far as the respect of the people that you're exchanging your culture with do we think that asian people really respect american culture or you know different races of americans here I mean, that if we're going to talk about race, it's really like black and white. I consider that different race. Everything else, I guess, mix is now being considered a race. And then that has its complexities as well. But other cultures and other ethnicities, should I say, are they really respecting the people they exchange the culture with? We don't have to really get more into that. So, I was looking at xenophobia, right? And it says, let's look at the symptoms of a phobia. It's feeling or dread when people or cultures be different or being hostile towards people of other different cultures. 
having a distrust distrust making rash generalizations and stereotypes against people from different you know countries and finding abuse and prejudices funny so i guess that would be on our part if we're if we're considered being xenophobia are there any cases that you have noticed that we've practiced that I can believe it some cases, but I think on a, a wholehearted scale, as far as the black community, we don't really do that as much as it may be claimed. But I think when people come from different countries, they have a, a, a certain mentality about what they think we are. They already think we are a people of no culture. And they're pretty wrong about that because we do have culture, but some of it is nestled and already assimilated into the people who have colonized us. So when they, when they think about black American culture, they only consider us the street, the urban hood culture and the ratchet culture and and um you know the violence that's being reported against us and police brutality that's what they think culture is they think the only culture we really do have is rap culture and rap is our culture but we do have other cultures we had great inventors but I'm not gonna get too deep on that. And that, that can also be another conversation and take time to talk about. But let's get really to what I really wanted to talk about. So I wanted to really talk about relationships. Cause I was asking before, how is this affecting your relationship? That's, that's you finding a way to properly communicate your emotions, your logic, your everything towards other people to make a connection. So having interpersonal skills is very important, right? And so when you think of, of intrapersonal, so there's interpersonal and there's intrapersonal, and it could be you can get the spelling a little confusing, but intrapersonal is um, when it's taking place or existing in your mind. So you're you're taking time out to basically have communication and and 
and expressing emotional feelings and all kinds of connections going through your mind. And I think when you have intrapersonal um, issues, it's unresolved conflicts. So intrapersonal, you, you have conflicts in your mind that you try to solve in yourself and you're pretty good at it. But if when you're having issues, unresolved conflicts that contribute to maybe anxiety, depression, self-defeating, anger, and jealousy. And some of those things I'm going to talk about today. Um, but I just wanted to give you a little background on what interpersonal and intrapersonal is. I remember I took a course in interpersonal communication. I thought it was the coolest thing. So if you guys are in college like I am, or if you just want to get to know a little bit more about what that means, you know, take a a course in that. I think it's really cool. And I think you'll really discover that there is certain things that come with communicating and finding ways to communicate better so you can make a better connection to not only just everyday people, but the person that you really want to be with. So when we're talking about the psychological context of this, it's basically who, finding out who you are, what you bring, and what your values and desires and personality is. And those things are as as the thing is those things are very important to understand about okay guys I'm back I got very very high and I was sweating my hair was down and I got the curls in so I had to put the hair up I had to turn the ceiling fan on I had to put on some boxes dim the lights so I can get I can get comfortable <laughs> so I'm comfortable now so let me see what I was what I was up to because I had a few notes okay so moving on from the psychological context that is who you are what you bring in your values in your values desires and personality so when it comes to communication, those those things are very, very important. And you make sure you want to, in your, intra, intra, in your interpersonal perspective, you want to make sure that you're able to master that so you can translate that um, to others to make that connection. That's important. So when we go from there, we talk about communication. What is communication? That is also a skill, just like interpersonal and intrapersonal. So communication is the ability to receive and express information that can be understood. So we know the basis of that, right? You know that is the that's actually the psychological context of being a psychologist. You have to know how to communicate things through your your patient you have to basically use that skill to communicate to everybody they have to communicate to you you have to communicate to them so we know what that is but 
what is poor or bad communication? Poor or bad communication is the inability to convey your message to other persons or group. So if you have poor communication, you are not going to make that connection. So why do I bring this up? Well, there are people who are in relationships that have poor communication. There are people that are in relationships that have bad interpersonal communication skills. They have bad intrapersonal communication skills. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of relationships are rocky, um, unable to move forward, prone to drama. So how are our communication skills? I know that I would love to work on better communicating with you guys. Um, it's like I know what I'm going to say, but sometimes I have a hard problem conveying it in the way that it's just very consistent and I can just keep it going um, without having to break down so much stuff so I think that's something I'm going to work with but moving back to relationships as far as what that means is you know communicating um, so there's good communication right and so the way you know you're having or you have good communication is you know how to pay attention, you know how to find a style or a way to communicate. So if you can't verbally say it, like there are letters, there's text messages, some people are creative and will do video communication, there's picture, there's language, and there's third-party support. So if you don't really know how to really communicate something, you can always ask a friend on how should you communicate something and what's the best way to communicate. So those are a good factors of, of finding ways to communicate. And there's also body language, which is a signal. So depending on how a person's body language is, whether or not they're, you know, they're receiving what you're communicating well there's also listening there's emotional and there's conflict reflect of the oppositional ideas or correlation we know what conflict is and also a good communicator will most likely be able to deal with jealousy so there's bad communication, right? So there's someone who's not able to listen. Someone who has a passive aggressive behavior. Someone who loses his temper very easily. Someone who nags. Someone who ignores you. Someone saying hurtful things. And someone who tries to be as argumentative as they can be. So, you know, when someone are using those tactics 
to get under your skin, you know that there's an underlying reason on why they're doing that. And I think when you think about good communication and bad communication in your relationships, you can kind of measure how that is with with what I just named. So let's look at, you know, relationships. And what is the definition of a relationship? Well, it's the way in which two or more people or objects of people are connected or in a state of being connected. So you build relationships and there are different kinds of relationships. There's relationships with your friends you have. There's relationships with people you work with. There's those personal romantic relationships that you have with your significant other. And when we think of the the psychology of relationship is is a particular connection between two or more entities or a phenomenon binding continuous association between individuals so it's it's constant it's constant binding it's constant connection that's how you maintain and that's how you keep a relationship and so when you think of the study of relationships It's the emotional aspect. It's the functions, it's the patterns, it's the process, the cognitive, as well as the cultural, the ideological structure of it. And it's how we function within society. So when we get further into having good relationships, there are certain things that we can think about down the line that's that supports that so when I think of good relationships and I wrote this actually myself without any research to back it up I actually thought of what good relationships mean to me and I probably missed a few things because that's just how I be thinking but um, when you think of good relationships it's build on understanding build on trust and honesty You have to be able to build somewhat of a trust with a person that you really do care about. And you have to also be honest, and it also has to be vice versa, right? That's how you're going to be able to solidify that trust and solidify that relationship. So it's also patience. It's encouragement. It's admitting when you're wrong. It's able to be forgiving. It's future planning, great sex, growth, change, interdependence, meaning able to have healthy space, um, being able to com- compromise, acceptance, respect, support and being resolutional being able to resolve or or finding resolution within any conflict that you're having so if you look at your relationship do you have all these things what's lacking in your relationship well I wrote some down for that too and this is coming from the top of the dome so bear with me 
and again i might have missed some so if you can think of some you know don't be afraid to let me know what i missed so a bad relationship relationship to me is wondering if you're in one i've been through that a couple of times if you ever have to wonder if you're in a bad one (laughs) you probably are in a bad one thing as having insecurity which would make you kind of think that it's bad when it's really good but we know we're gonna be able to distinguish from the good and the bad so let's see wondering if you're in one lack feeling non-important lack of independence and a sense of freedom that doesn't require help so feeling like you can't be independent in your relationship and and with that i gave a definition of a sense of freedom that doesn't require help that's what independence means and i think people frown from the word independence because they think that that means you want to be by yourself when let's be real in this world nobody really wants to be by themselves we all have a need for some kind of social connection. So there is no such thing as really being independent. There are things we can do by ourselves, but that's not a need of actually really wanting to live a asexual life, not having anybody or not having a connection with anybody, but just with ourselves. So, yeah. So there's also lack of happiness. If you are not happy in your relationship, that is a sign of a bad relationship. Problem exchanging. Um, This could be exchanging in communication, exchanging in financially, exchanging in ideas, just anything that could be exchanged. You're just having those issues and those problems. Um, There's also happier when you are away from them. I've been through that. (laughs) I've definitely been through that. You ever been in a relationship where you don't exactly want to go, but man, when they get up out the room and they leave, it's like, God, damn, I'm glad you left. Or when you just have that person that you're having a relationship and they're just always causing conflict with you. And once they have gone for a couple of days, it's like, wow, um, yeah, I like this. I like when they're not here. Yeah, that's a bad sign of relationship. And if you ever come to that point, it is time to really let it go. If you cannot stand being with your significant other, and that's why I said, how is this whole social distancing doing for your relationship? Because I'm wondering, because now this is the time for you two to be in the same area. And either it's going to go good or it's going to go bad. So if you have that sign of feeling like um, you don't want to be in the same room with each other, yeah, it's definitely feeling used I think this is 
there are a lot of people in relationships feeling like they have been used. Um, feeling like at the end of when it's said is done and when they can calculate everything that has happened, they've been used. They haven't felt like they've gotten the same things back that they put in. breaking up yeah so if anybody thinks that you're supposed to be in a relationship and you're breaking up like every two weeks it's time to let it go it's time to let it go that is a sign of something is is, is something's wrong and if it can't be resolved it is okay to let something go that's not working attentive if a person is not being attentive and like I said a person not giving you attention and ignoring you that is a sign of a bad relationship uh, wishing you were somewhere else we did that already uh, lack of attraction uh, crossing established boundaries um, and I think when I wrote crossing established boundaries date or at the beginning of a relationship, those, that's the time when you really establish what the boundaries are and the things that you will allow in a relationship and what you don't allow. So when someone is constantly um, crossing those boundaries or crossing those ideas that you've already put in place and they don't respect or acknowledge the fact that they have done that and they keep doing it that is a sign of a bad relationship uh, cheating you know if it went if it was established at the beginning that you do not wish to be with someone who cheats and someone cheats on you that is a sign of a bad relationship lying if someone cannot be honest with you that is definitely a sign of a bad relationship. Lying has so much to do with how you communicate. You know, if, if they're not able to communicate and when they do communicate, they find a way to lie to you as a way of thinking it may help you or help the situation, it really doesn't. And it's a bad sign. And if that's something that they can't correct, you are in a bad relationship. Did I miss anything else? Because I'll be missing stuff. Comparing and sharing. Now, I said I was going to do, um, or maybe I didn't say, but I said it in my mind that I was going to do a different show on comparing and sharing because that's that's a big thing. And what comparing and sharing is, I guess I can give you a little bit of it. Comparing and sharing is when a person compares you to someone else and they tell you. With the expecting for you to either be different for it from them or the same as that person that they're comparing you to. And the reason why I put that in a bad relationship section is because that is bad. You are your own unique individual. And if someone has to compare in order for you to... Um, 
make you similar to that person or note the fact that you are opposite from that person and it may sound like a positive thing but it actually isn't you would have to ask why are you doing that because whatever happens in the past that's something that happened in the past they should never have to find a way to to either compare you or make you opposite to someone that is in their past again they're in the past and i want to get a little bit deeper into comparing and sharing because there are certain examples i do want to give on how that's being done and i'm gonna be honest about who does it the most but that's the next time let's move on so a sign of a another sign of a bad relationship section two someone who feels like they can't tell you things if you are in a relationship and they realize that they can't tell you things or you feel like you feel like they can't you know you can't tell them anything that is a sign of a bad relationship Uh, this is this is um, yeah family having to always put their two cents in your relationship when it's at a dramatic peak or them or you being in an abusive relationship because they're all they're, there's different kind of relationships or you being in an abusive relationships and you always got to call your brother over. You always got to call your cousins over. You always got to call your parents over. That is a sign of a bad relationship. There should be no reason why the family has to come in and be the, the barrier between you and this person because you're fighting, you're verbally arguing, or you just can't get along, period. And I just want to say, anybody who's not getting along in a relationship, let it go. It is okay to let something go. If you have issues with communicating, let it go. But it's to make sure that it is worth letting go and you want a third party to intervene, that is the perfect time to see a therapist. And they do have relationship therapists. Don't think that it therapy can only mean, you know, marriage. There's actually relationship therapists who will sit down and counsel the both of you if it's needed. And they'll be able to give their two cents in on whether or not you guys should move further in your relationship. So that's an important, you know, factor to look at. And I think, oh... When it comes to um, psychology, I forgot to talk about relational psychology. And what that is, is it's a, it's a psychoanalysis to where um, the therapist asks you to imagine the situation that you're having an issue with and reflect back on it and then they start asking you different questions to 
help you to help you you know reflect back on the scene of what actually happened so they may ask you where you know did it happen uh describe the people around you describe how you felt describe the reaction of the people versus yourself um describe the background of the scene I think those were some questions I put in myself because that's pretty much when you do go to therapy, um, any trauma or any issues that do happen, they're going to want to know those things. And that will be the pivotal time of where you have to be able to communicate those things. So you may need to close your eyes. You may need to think a second, but there are questions that are going to be asked that's going to help you make that breakthrough. It's also going to, you know, it's going to stimulate your subconscious. It's going to reveal so much about your personality that maybe remains suppressed in a lot of ways. And they're going to be ready to look for those responses to help you, you know, to get through any issues you're going through. And also, I wrote down for communication psychology. This is the psychology where communication is an instrument and to social psychology as means of meeting the needs of the encouragement to relate to others. So again, I think I said that before, communication is the biggest source of any psychologist or any therapist that is trying to help the patient. I also wrote down um, a few things about online and relationship on YouTube. Now, I know with trying to get answers with your relationship, some of us try to look towards YouTube for the answer, and we want to, aka, soak up some game. And I'm going to say a lot of times, it, some of these people have, some of them have good ideas, but I feel like those ideas are not always for everybody. And the reason why I'm going to say that, well, first of all, some of these people are not trained professionals at all. And some of them say it, and some of them don't bother to say it. So you may feel like because someone's married, oh, they got towards marriage, they got the best advice for you because that's where you're trying to go. Yeah, but no. Because I feel like you can't really give thorough advice on just one incident of a relationship. You can't give advice on just a couple of incidents in your relationship. When it comes to counseling for his relationship gurus on YouTube, therapy deep dives deeper inside you. So like I said, there's an array of questions that they have to ask you just to see who you are and what was your upbringing and make connections to why you make the decisions you make in your relationship you cannot do that through youtube or soaking up some game you have 
men telling you what kind of women to go for, what complexion, how she's got to look, she can't be fat, she can't be too dark, she can't, all this stupid, disgusting crap, and you have mental issues of your own. You got some of these gurus making women feel insecure and then you have some of these female gurus making men feel inadequate. None of them know you. None, well, none of them have taken the time out to really see, are you mentally stable? Are you mentally ready for relationships? And a lot of times people parade these people around as if they're like the best things in sliced bread. I wouldn't go that far to say that. I wouldn't even want you to think that this would be your answer because everything has to happen on a personal scale. I would have to really actually have a lot of questions before I can actually really give you advice. Jealousy, aka hating. <laughs> I think I say hating so funny, but basically hating. And um, you know, jealousy, the kissing cousins of envy, is an emotion that refers to thoughts of insecurity, abandonment. It can inspire rage, fear and humiliation and having lack of possession or status or something of great value can be a form of jealousy oh why is jealousy here ish well let me tell you jealousy is a very 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 bad emotion it is a very bad emotion. Jealousy happens, but it's a bad emotion. It is not something you are supposed to sit in. If you are jealous and you have jealous tendencies, that is the time to do some intrapersonal reflection on yourself. Because that is not something that's supposed to be in your relationship. There are some people who feel like, oh, well, it's normal. I mean, I get jealous, but that's, that's normal. That's fine. You will see articles that say, well, being jealous is normal. But no, no, no. It is not. It's not normal. And it's not something you sit in. It is not something you bring into relationships. It is something you feel, you try to get past it, and you work it out of your mentality, and you work it out of your relationship. And I think when we talk about jealousy, the most common one is the romantic jealousy. And then there are other forms of jealousy. There's the jealousy of success, someone's lifestyle, someone's beauty, someone's financial status, and the lack of having financial status can make you jealous. 
it is like any emotional buffer um it's it's creating real problems that stem from inside and a lot of times people people again do things out of jealousy that can hurt others um let's talk about insecurities insecurities um it's having uncertainty anxiety it's lack of having lack of confidence so if someone has an insecurity they always tell you that every time stop being insecure stop being insecure but no one says anything about jealousy that's bad just as insecurity is bad for a relationship so what are what jealous what does jealousy look like in relationships let's see now these are points that i wrote myself that i think are very bad and i think these are people go-tos and they think that it's a great thing to do when i'm just gonna tell you it's not it sucks and it's invading so taking opportunity to look into phones or still codes to phones why do you do that? Why do you do that? If you ever, and I always felt like this, if I ever have to go through your phone, I realize that I'm in a bad relationship with you. That's one of those bad, um, was one of those bad signs that I'm in a bad relationship with you. Now, if I need to go look up something, my phone's acting up, or you're showing me something inside your phone, that's fine. But for me to be in desperate measures of trying to go through your phone for information I feel like you should show me or already tell me, that is a bad time when I'm in a relationship with you. But there are so many people that feel this is normal. So many people that feel that this is normal. So having to go through someone's phone or still codes, that is a sign of not trusting that person. And being untrustworthy is a bad sign in a relationship. But let's move on. Becoming a stalker is a sign of jealousy. Because you don't think the person that you love is being honest, and you don't think that they are, um, say, you know, being in, in the places that they say that they're going to be, you follow them. Now, I remember women having stories about following guys and kind of catching them in the act of doing stuff. And so, Ish, come in the car. Why? I want you to follow me because I don't think he's where he say he is. And I just thought, like, this is weird. Why wouldn't he be where he say he is? You know that nigga be lying? Well, if you have to do all this, why are you with him? And I'd always ask that question. And they would look at me like I was stupid. Oh, you don't know anything about relationships. Um, I know I wouldn't get in the car 2 o'clock in the morning trying to stalk somebody or find something out 
and I'll be honest, you know, I'm not going to act like I never had, you know, I've never done something like that or I've never known somebody doing something like that. But then I think once I realized how silly I was, that was something I had to change about myself because I knew that wasn't normal. I knew that wasn't right. And if I ever had to stalk you and I felt like you weren't being honest with me, then I realized that you probably weren't the one for me. There's nothing about stalking being cute. It's actually a bad thing, a bad quality to, to have when it comes to someone you, you know you actually love and you care about. But um, let's move on from stalking. So let's talk about... Um, Talking behind someone's back negatively. Now, we know this really happens when it comes to coworkers or friends or um, family members, but we don't think about how this happens in relationships. And a lot of times, Jealousy can be the, the, the factor of why somebody would do this. Um, having ma- having a, a malicious um, content about a person or having um, just negative thoughts about the person you're with to the point where you want to um, express that and talk badly about them to someone else is a bad sign of a relationship and has a lot to do with jealousy. If you look in the foundation, jealousy is definitely going to be somewhere in there. Um, But this can go in other directions as well. Just having bad communication. You know, you may talk behind somebody's back because you can't say it to their face. So that can just be bad communication, having bad interpersonal skills in your relationship. That's a popular one too. Um, a lot of times people become very possessive because of jealousy. They feel like um, there's always so many opportunities of losing that person. So if I claim them as mine, and if I claim them as mine, I have the ability to control them. And because of that that goes in one of my bad qualities of jealousy that is not something you're supposed to have people are very autonomous they are allowed to move and project in this world as they please now we already have so many constructs that control and so many morals so many rules we have to follow already and the time that they have the freedom of autonomy should be somewhat in their relationship now i'm not saying they should be with you and be free to sleep and and flirt and do whatever they want but they should feel some sense of independence to where they're able to move on their own but still be honest and open with you And so someone becoming possessive and trying to shut them out 
from certain freedoms, like speaking to people, visiting people, hanging out with people, coming possessive to the thought where I'm going to tell you what to wear, what to eat, who to, you know, who you can talk to on the phone, um, where you should work at. Those are negative traits of jealousy that is not conducive to a relationship. that um, people say that there are positives in jealousy. And there are things that can stimulate from being jealous. Um, They're saying that jealousy can drive you to be more productive. Which I can understand that. Um, if If you are jealous of a car or a job someone has, Um, it might stimulate you to want to, um, work towards getting those same things or trying to, you know, have access to those same things. Um, it may stimulate you to become an opportunist. It may stimulate you to just be open curiously on how someone became, um, who they are or or how did they how were they able to attain that status and um oh i realized i forgot a few other things that i changed to jealousy so it's a sign of jealousy in relationship is becoming anxious and when i say becoming anxious it's constantly worrying about what the other person is doing And so it's not only feeling like that person is not being honest about where they are, where they say they're going or anything like that, but it worries you to the point of damn near delirium to where you just, I got to know where they are. So they'll constantly call you. Maybe they text you uh, what you're doing or they're pulling up where you are and you know or where they think you are or pulling up at a friend's house thinking maybe you're there and they say you know you're not there and asking your friends and you know those are things that people do when they're anxious and jealous um becoming revengeful and i think there's something i want to talk about when it comes to uh, that someone finding a way to take revenge out on you because they were jealous about what they thought you were doing or they're jealous about what you've actually done being spiteful and I think I can connect that with the the revenge but being spiteful just doing tidbit things to make sure you feel what it is that they're doing to you know so you can hurt or you can feel as bad as they feel that's definitely a bad trait. Jealousy can make everyone untrustworthy. So if you feel like you can't trust the person you're with, it may stimulate from your past because you couldn't trust that person. Now you can't trust that person. And then if you stop dealing with this person, then you're not going to trust that person. And then all your relationships are going to be about someone building trust in order to be with you. Where you start off 
not trusting them. And then they have to do certain things to work to get your trust. And if you fart to the left, then they start losing trust for you. That easy. That's definitely a bad trait. Um, quick to judgment. Jealous people are quick to judgment on a lot of things. You know, well, how did you get that? You know, what did you do to get that? Um, why... Why did you say you were here when you weren't there? Yeah, you were probably fucking, weren't you? Or why you, you know, why you turn your phone like that? Why I don't have access to your phone? Why, yeah, you probably doing something behind my back. That's what jealous people do. So I don't know. Did you guys hear anything positive that, um made jealousy a good thing i mean yeah the productive the opportunist and the curiosity may have been somewhat positive but if you really think about jealousy and all the things that i named was there anything positive about it and also i do want to say jealousy is an emotion so this is actually the emotion um emotional word from the 18 that I mentioned so I really want to hear about the time you guys may have been jealous and if it's something personal and you just want to email me about is you can always go to eachmoon400gmail.com um if you guys want to talk about it on Facebook um I'll probably post it after this episode and see if you guys want to participate I would love for you to yeah so those are two ways we can do it um again i want to kind of build up the audience enough to where i can start doing panels on youtube from the stream yard so right now my listeners is slowly building it's not quite there i know i do have long episodes and it does take time for people to they got to stop a little bit, then they got to listen, and then they got to figure out what she's talking about. But I do definitely want to um, get you guys more into participating in this. And this could be fun. This could be an intrapersonal thing that you do, or it can be an interpersonal thing we all can do. your well-being don't let jealousy rule you in a way that it just drives you to do crazy things it takes over the relationship to the point when you have to end it under that that reason and don't let it make you lose friends because of things that you may feel like you lack, that you don't have or that you're lacking. Always take the opportunity to work on yourself and work on eliminating that factor. So, which made me want to move on to this viral video that was on Facebook. 
Now, I recently saw the video on um on YouTube. It was on one of um one of my YouTubers. I forgot. I should have wrote her name. But I wasn't able to, but I can describe what happened and you guys can check it out. Um so it was basically about a girl who set up a camera and she videotaped her boyfriend and I guess some girl in the in her bed. And what happened was okay, wait, I wrote some stuff down. So it says woman caught boyfriend cheating in her bed. So the girl caught the guy cheating in her bed, or maybe she had known for some time. I don't really know the whole background about the video. But she set up a camera and you see out of nowhere this girl jumps on the bed while they're sleeping and she starts wailing on the girl with a cast iron pan now if you guys know cast iron pans those things are heavy as shit oh my gosh they're heavy. If you ever, if you ever come across a cast iron uh, pan, just hold it. It's like actually lifting weights. That's how heavy it is. So, so there's a delayed response from the boyfriend because he's looking like, I guess, in disbelief. But eventually, as the girl is wailing on this woman, the cast iron breaks. And then when the cast iron breaks, the girl starts punching and choking the girl. And that's when he jumps up and starts to respond. So then he left out of view for the moment, but then he but then the woman calls out the girl named Diamond and say that she knows her. So the girlfriend swung at her boyfriend only one time. And then continues to start hitting on the girl Diamond again. So, first of all, I want to say that I can't stand as with black people, we have a tendency to videotape our violence. I don't even like the fact when I see children being punished that it's being videotaped and going viral. I don't think any form of abuse, whether it's supposed to be teachable or not, should be, we should be treating our children like that. I don't think videotaping ourselves, hitting on people, or even destroying somebody's property, I don't think that's cool at all. So I do wanna say that, and I hope that after this, or this can start the conversation of maybe just eliminating out, out of what we do, because it's just it's very annoying to know that we are attached to violence. So when we talk about when I mention xenophobia and black culture, people think that black culture is violence. And I can see why. 
we are are advocating ourselves as violent people and we advocate ourselves as hating each other the most and then I think in the in the midst of me trying to go and look this video up I was I was searching the girl Diamond. I put Diamond in the title and I don't know why and a girl named Diamond picked up. And so the girl says I don't I don't know exactly what she said, but she was basically saying that that's what that girl gets. And there were other people, there were other women backing her up saying, yeah, had it been my man, I would have did the same thing too. And I noticed that we do that as women. We support bad behavior, but we're the main ones saying that we want our communities to change. We have to pick one. Do we want our communities to change or do we want to be the advocates of bad behavior? And I think jealousy stimulated this conversation because yes, that girl was wrong for being in that woman's bed, but inciting that kind of violence to that extreme is not something that was necessary to to make any kind of statement or to have a teachable moment that situation could have went totally wrong she could have killed that girl the the hear the thump 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 against this girl's body you don't know that is whether that pan's going to go against that girl's head and she's just well and out of control. And yes, it is wrong the fact that this girl knows the girl. I understand that. But there are there are so many ways to handle situations like that. But it should never, ever have to pertain to violence. Listen, guys, just because you are in bad relationships does not mean you have to have violence attached to it. That any instance that you are in a violent relationship, that is the time to leave. That is not the time to stay and work it out. You have crossed the boundaries that are crossed. And it's time to go and it's time to end it. I would never tell two violent people, we'll go to therapy. Maybe No, you guys are already prone to being violent now. That is the last straw of when it is time for separation and it's time to end it and it's time to go. I don't care if you're married. At that point, marriage means shit. And I know some people are diehard married people, and you may know my views on marriage, but I don't care if it's ever to the level of violence is being included. And it does not have to mean violence on, on the woman. It can also mean women being violent towards men. If violence is there, it is time to pack it up and go. I will be, if you were in my office and I said that to you, I, I would definitely say, that to you. okay, well, this is a wrap. I'm not telling nobody to get anger management. I'm, no. Mm-mm. And let me explain why I wouldn't before I go into the details of this, this video. 
Violence is not something you can come back from. Violence is not something that is okay. Violence is not something that shows the person that, well, he loves me. No. Violence don't equal love. It never has. And if someone feels like that's what it is, or someone feels like they can handle when someone's being violent towards them, that is something wrong with them. And you are all bad for any kind of relationship. So if anybody feels like they're in that situation, anybody feels like, well, the violence is not that bad and I'm tough enough to come, no. No, there's never, violence always escalates, it always does. Because if their point is to punish you for how you feel, I'm sorry, how they feel about you, how they think of what you're doing, if that's their answer and they feel like their job is to punish you for it, punishments only get worse. It never stays at the same level. No ass whooping was ever the same as the other one when your parents gave it to you. It always got harder because the point was to make sure that you understood that this is what was going to come to you anytime you did something bad. Of course, it never stopped us from, from, you know, having bad behavior and doing bad things. But, you know, we, we still got those whoopings when we did Listen, some of us had whoopings, some of us didn't, some of, some of us had some, some of us had a lot. And let me tell you, one whooping never stopped much, but it got harder to the point where psychologically you start thinking getting whoopings is okay. So when you grow up, you start to deliver that same kind of punishment. And listen, we know where whooping came from. Um, It was a slave, master to slave tactic. And it was something we took on as a form of parenting, as a form of discipline. And we know why slave masters whipped their slaves. But I think the new form of slave master to slave punishment has now become domestic violence. Domestic violence is when two people who are of adult age distributes a form of violent discipline. And we look for things and policies now that have intervention plans that help us get out of these situations. So you know it's bad. You know it's bad. Some people don't even get the opportunity to get out of it. But I think domestic violence, we're going to touch on that later. I always get sidetracked. But um, moving back to the video so there are a few things that I noticed so my question was what was she hitting her for 
Like, if I had to think of the, the psychology of why a woman says, no, I'm not going to only confront this girl. I'm not going to only hit this girl with my hands, which hitting with hands I don't agree with, but not only am I going to use those tactics, I'm, I'm just going to go above and beyond. I'm going to take a frying pan and hit her with it. What what does that mean when someone uses some an object like that to hurt you? Now, I know I said it was a form of discipline, right? But let's think of why she would choose something like that. A cast iron. If I had to think, I had to think that this invokes such a jealous rage inside her that a simple hit just wouldn't have been enough to communicate I'm angry and I'm mad at what's happening right now she had to make sure she go the furthest extent to show her jealous rage and that's why I also say that jealousy is mad look what jealousy rage drove her to do a cast iron could you imagine I noticed was why was the window taped up with the curtain I felt like instead of him being in a bed with another woman he could have been somewhere getting a curtain rod for the window and I thought that was weird it just and the, the sheets look just 10 years old <laughs> So I just thought that that whole scene was just, and it, that, that's a separate So I'm also thinking of like what made her position the camera the way she did. Is that either they had to be really, they had to be sleeping or they really had to be, this really had to be premeditated for the camera to actually be there to where it's just catching her like leaping on the bed like spider-man and starting to wheel that cast iron on that woman that just to premeditate how you're going to to do this i, I find that very disturbing and i kind of want to know what y'all thought about that um i think the last thing was why did the boyfriend respond so late? As his, as his girlfriend is, is swinging that cast iron, he's just looking like, what's happening right now? I think it took him almost a minute for him to hop up. It was when, I guess, the handle or the big part of the pan broke, and that's when he decides to jump up. And so I guess I have to ask, like, is it worth, as the other chick, is it, is it worth taking a man on when you know he's cheating on his girlfriend? 
and she's crazy as batshit. And is it worth you going that extra mile? And on top of that, in her bed, even though men feel like they have control over their relationships and over the thoughts, they know what time she's gonna come home, they know where she is, they know all those things, right? Is it worth it to ever trust that they have full control over the situation as if when you guys ever get caught? Because if you look at that story, or if you look at that situation, he didn't do anything to protect her, really. He was late responding. He knew he was wrong for what he did, but he was late responding. He did not protect this girl. So I think if you've ever been, if you ever are in a situation where someone says, I have full control of it, don't worry, things are gonna be okay. And this is vice versa too. If you ever hear someone saying, I have control over the situation, just come on, let's do this. You are going to sadly find out that they don't. And then when you guys are caught out there, she's not going to protect you and he's not going to protect you. You are all on your own. You are all for yourself. So my question is, is it really worth it? Is it a rabbit hole you are willing to put yourself in? Because again, it could have ended a lot worse. always in the back of our minds when we are in relationships, especially if we've all experienced it at some point in our lives. Cheating. What is cheating? Cheating is a various action of breaking rules to gain advantage. So when you think of cheating, um, you think of someone lying as a form of cheating. Someone committing some kind of fraud as a form of cheating, trickery, infidelity, um, violation of trust. Those are the components of cheating. And so when you think about emotional cheating, emotional cheating is when you tell someone you have feelings for them and you really don't, or having deep feelings for that person while being in a relationship with another. That is a form of emotional cheating. And I think that's one of the common forms of cheating too. As far as emotional cheating, um, it's, it's always, hmm, how can I say it? It's always hard to get over someone emotionally cheating because they feel like it's deeper than someone actually having sex. Um, as far as someone actually really going through having sex and not saying that they love them or, or you know, just lying, period, about 
how they cheating. It, it seems to be the strongest one. If I'm not confusing my words right now. So let's look at the signs of cheating. So these are the signs that I came up with um, on my own. But you can tell me if I missed some. So the sign of cheating is coming home late. Um, sudden switch of night plans. Um, when they tell you they're somewhere else, but then they're they're really at another place. Uh, finding clothing that doesn't belong to you or objects. Hiding your cell phone, so bills, credit cards, and documents. It's a form of cheating of actually sharing cell phone bills, credit cards, and documents. And when I say that, it's because when someone actually shows you these things, there's an underlying way of showing you something to divert you into looking at something else. So they can show you um, conversations they had with a male friend, changing the name of the actual phone number or text message, saying that it's Bob when it's really uh, Brittany, or, you know, something crazy like that, or you with this credit card oh well it's a credit card that I've, I've just filed for and something new it's actually a shared account and it's not even a shared account it's actually a credit card they've always had but it's a separate credit card from the bills that come to the house documents um there could some people who have money and got it like that they have um statements going elsewhere they have um maybe a separate apartment for this side that you didn't know about and so that you know that's a form of cheating um perfume lipstick and cologne that you never smelled never saw before um comp using compensations like words gifts um showering often um, more than usual, having sexless relationships, um, always being forgetful and distracted, asking for space, doing the compare and share, and I told you that was something separate I wanted to talk about, but on the lines of cheating, and I'll probably get into how that, that comes with cheating as well, um, Someone blackout in anger. When you're in a relationship and someone's screaming at you for no reason. Um, lack of quality time. And finally, breaking up. So, when you have those elements that are going on and that you notice and that you pick up on, um, are definitely in a bad relationship that probably at that point needs to come to some resolution whether it be worked on or whether it be decided to end now when it comes to cheating some people think it's an unforgivable act or some people think it's a forgivable act I think it depends on how you view it how are you going to build your trust after that, once you realize that that person um, betrayed your trust? And so, when it
it comes to cheating, my forward or against that? I would say I don't like anybody being dishonest to me, so I'm, I'm really kind of against it. Because I feel like once at the beginning certain things are established, then they're just established. Now, they're all, there's always room for situations that um, can be talked up, talked about throughout relationships that may you may want to consider an open relationship. Now, open relationship is not cheating. It may be cheating if one person wants to have an open relationship and the other one doesn't know about it. So I think if you find yourself in that situation where you are with someone who wants to have an open relationship and they're doing things that I mentioned, yeah, they're cheating. But if you ever find yourself in that situation, you have to now figure out what is your next step or how you're going to handle it. And please, whatever you do, do not find the cast iron that's in the back of the cabinet in using it on that person. <laughs> please don't do that. If you're having a cheating situation and you want to find advice and find what to do, see therapy. See someone. Talk to a friend. Talk to a relative. Talk to someone that help can help you come, with, come up with a solution on what to do. If you're not sure. So, with that being said, guys, that's all. I think I wanted to talk about solutions with the stuff that uh, I'm talking about. So when it comes to the coronavirus, you know, I said wash your hands, but also, um, guys, take some supplements to build up your immune system, if I didn't mention that before. I think that's very important, too, to make sure we have an immune system that can help fight this virus off. Um, we also want to make sure while we're washing our hands, we're also taking showers as needed. Um, there are still some people out there <laughs> that are not that are buying the soap but ain't using it yet. And I feel like that's a cleanliness is very important. It's a very important practices to make sure that we can fight any um, bacteria or infections that might invade our body. And it's very important to keep your skin very clean. Um, also, I mentioned practice social distancing and staying updated. Um, every day they're trying to find out how this disease is, sorry, this virus is spreading. And so we want to be aware and we want to be updated to what practices we need to take to make sure we're not catching it. Um, can you do me a favor though? Stop buying all the Lysol and soap, please be considerate and make sure that everyone else has the opportunity to protect themselves just like you it's just it's not fair and it's not a fair social practice to try to buy up everything so no one else has an opportunity to use it also i want to say the same thing with the tissues and the sanitizer thanks to you guys i have no sanitizer and i'm limited on tissue with the vegetables and fruit you know none of you really eat vegetables or fruit like that i know you don't but you're buying it up now and that's wrong that's mean stop doing it <laughs> so anyhow 
this is a perfect time to work on weight loss. Um, I'm going to be honest, I packed on some pounds, y'all. There's the, them carbs and having selective choices of eating and, and trying to stay inside and quarantine and all that stuff. It does pack on some pounds. So if you have the opportunity, get some fresh air. You know, get involved with the heat. They say that the heat helps control the virus um i'm not sure i'm hearing stories that it does and it doesn't but you still want to get that vitamin d from that sun so that's very important to get some fresh air when you can and if you can help yourself stay inside i know it's hard if you are a social worker like me it is hard to stay inside but if you can bear it do it and learn some things that you haven't learned before if you know you like reading read watch some tv play some games play some board games if you can if you have some board games break them something out and have fun call them some old friends that you haven't heard from in a while call some relatives um and i think that's all if oh if you guys are in school stay on top of your work if you can get ahead on your work you can do that as well this is a perfect time to do that especially if you are like me temporary laid off so oh i also want to talk about the interpersonal communications and the interpersonal communications and the solutions to those are be you know to work on being a better communicator um work on being a better listener you know if you can offer solutions if you have uh, find a way to constructively vent your anger and your frustration try not to judge people try to find understanding be understanding work on yourself and you know as a form of self-development um, find your self-confidence. Try not to be so egotistical. And offer a form of therapy to someone you know that's in trouble. Um, and if you feel like you need a form of therapy, try to get on a computer and search for a, a local therapist if you can. I know right now you can't really go into an office and, and talk to a therapist, but nowadays they have other ways of um, giving therapy. They can actually do it online. They can actually do it over the phone. But if it's necessary and you need it, definitely try to figure out how you're going to do it. Oh, and as far as xenophobia, I guess the solution to that is to, is to start a dialogue about our differences. Um, I think a lot of times we, we fight about who we are and what our cultures are is because we don't have a clear understanding on what culture is and what it means when we exchange it. Knowing about cultural appropriation and, 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 you know, trying to find a commonality, those things are very important. And what boundaries as far as cultural appropriation that you are crossing when you, um, when you are exchanging culture. And also understand that both sides had some form of oppression or 
maybe not. Um, there are sides that have oppression, and then there are sides that were the oppressor. Um, I guess when it comes to that, just better be, just equip yourself on having the knowledge to have that understanding. And start, again, start the conversation on where it stands in, in modern days. Okay, I'm gonna work through this fast. So the relationship solutions what I came up with is work on being a good contributor. Okay. Find you know, try to find great ways to solve issues and also try to be a better giver in relationships. So that's what I meant by being a Recognize when you are in a bad situation or in a bad relationship so you can know how to fix it or know how to get out of it. <clears throat> and determine if the bad can be worked out. Find acceptance if able. Talk about the things you won't tolerate. Communicate. Have sex. Find your obligations. Um, figure out what type of relationship you want to have, even when things change through its duration. You know, so you may start off wanting a, a monogamous relationship, and then you may figure out you want an open relationship, or you may want a polyamorous relationship. You know, these are the times where you can take your pick of different relationships and lifestyles that you want to live um so there's nothing wrong about talking about um these kind of changes to your partner and see where they stand on those um on those types of relationships um talk about the emotional changes that you feel that each side should be able to express their emotions and what they're going Take accountability. Um, knowing you're wrong and know what to do about it. Um, be honest and open. And stop passing judgment. So those were my final um, solutions when it comes to relationship. Now when I think about jealousy, I've talked about jealousy, but I think there's a solution to jealousy too. Jealousy, work on your personal insecurities. Stop thinking of jealousy as positive. That was my big thing. It, it, jealousy is not a positive thing at all. But I said that enough. Work on eliminating it out of your relationship. So work on jealousy, eliminate it, get rid of it. Let jealousy motivate you to make positive changes in yourself and in your guess okay stop hating like don't find time to hate on something that you don't have access to or can't grab and find ways to let it motivate you to get the things that you want um, 
did have solutions I guess I wanted to share and this doesn't have to be from me but this is something that I learned about myself so it says in my personal solution I've learned to let go of things that I was harboring and I learned to let go of my disappointments of my past relationships so if you find yourself doing that where you're harboring on those hard feelings on your past relationships learn how to let it go um recognize that everyone is not the same um everyone is not going to treat you the same everyone is not going to do the same things to you that the other person did um minimize past sharing for sharing um, your past relationship experiences. I noticed that people in relationships are looking for relationships. They want to be familiar about your past and get some, so they can have a better understanding of you and know how to treat you in a relationship. But sometimes that can backfire. So you have to be careful on what exactly you're sharing because whatever you share will come up in an argument. Um, whatever you do share will come up as an analysis about you and how you're going to treat the relationship you have with them. So be careful of your own comparing and sharing. Um, if you have the opportunity to move forward, move forward. There's always, you know, the rainbow. There's always you know sunshine on the other side um work on your insecurities if you feel like you're harboring that um i was able in a, a bad relationship to give myself space and time and patience and those are the three things that you have to allow yourself to give to in order to heal so make sure you're able to do that now my solution on the viral towards each other that's like my biggest um, solution abuse and violence is not a good thing and I think I shared that before but I, I really think that's an important thing that as a black community we need to work on um, also stop posting this for attention anytime that there is something going on that happens negative to your life you don't have to always post your bad experience on it just to get clicks and likes um remember certain things that you post is a reflection on you and when you post something that puts you in a bad light you leave it for people to have extreme criticism which then will make you feel better than the fact that you actually did the act you did Stop validating violence. Um, whether you were a viewer of violence or whether you were the insider, um, there's no reason to validate any form of violence. When you think of violence, you think of it as a negative thing, and that's how it should stay. There's no reason to make it seem like okay. There is no such thing as okay violence. If you find yourself inciting the violence, 
congratulating the violence in any kind of way, that's just not a positive attribute about yourself. And this could be the reason why we have the issues we have in the community. So that's my take on that. Um, stop listening or paying attention to those viral, violent videos. Um, I think World Star. I don't know. I don't. I don't hear people mention World Star a lot. I just hope that that's a website. As far as the violent aspect of it, just happens to crash and never, you know, never work again. But yeah, I just think I never liked World, World Star. Stop violating relationship obligations. Um. That was my lesson from that, my solution from that. Um, if you're in a relationship and you think you want to step out of that relationship, you should probably step out of that relationship wholeheartedly and let it go. Because if you are at that point and make a decision, the worst comes next when you take it upon yourself to bring a side chick, especially one that she already knows or is familiar with into her bed and decide to sleep with that person. If you feel like that is on your mind and you want to go through with that, the relationship's over and let it go. So, um, my solution to cheating. Get the fuck out the relationship. <laughs> I mean, if someone cheats on you, like, that's it. It's just, it's the obligation has been compromised. The relationship has been compromised. But if you are the type of person that feel like you can work through a cheating situation, uh, try to get her therapy for it. That's all I can put out there. I don't think it's going to mend on its own. You do need that um, intervention, and that's what through it reflect on why you did it um, take accountability for it be forgiving if you are going to accept the fact that cheated on you excuse me and figure out if it can actually be fixed um, as far as the relationship move forward together you know have the understanding that you're doing this because you too want to move forward there's no reason to keep reflecting back on the fact that it happened you accepted the person for doing that action you should be able to move forward from that point on um and remember relationships aren't always obligated you have a choice to stay and you have a choice to go so it's really up to you on what you want um the solution to be when it comes to that you can again you can stay in the relationship and work on it and deal with it and move forward or you can go and you know count that as a loss and keep it moving and actually learn from that if you were the person that did the cheating and you can also learn from that if you were the person that got cheated on so We are almost at a two-hour point, and I just want to thank you guys for listening to me and bearing with me. I am still at my amateur stage of this. Um, 
I'm also going to be talking about um, a lot of the different things now that I have the time. And I guess that's it. Thank you. And until again, take care, be safe, wash those hands, wash their body, uh, leave me some tissue and some hand sanitizer if you can. All right, much love, peace, be strong.